Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amarika Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque! Here it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Is that what that means? Tuesday. You know what that means? He's I aggressive. do know. All of a sudden. It's weird. I like Tuesdays. Say more. Just Talk in, more about in, Tuesdays. Just in general, it's a good day. Better, well, obviously better than Monday. Let's, no, let's don't, hey, don't do that. Let's get that don't, What are you doing? You going anti-Garfield to start the show? Yeah. All right. I'm Fred Sawyer, Ben Nunley, Steve Palmasano with us, live with the Albuquerque Duke Store. Steve? Hey, it is Tuesday. <laughs> See? <I> told you. <laughs> Steve's feeling it, too. Much better than Monday. See? <clears> One step up. Left. Leveling up. Day better than Tuesday. Amory back at the studio. Amory, do they have Tuesdays in England, or is it, like, different over there? Yes, and I would like to wish my husband a very happy birthday. Let's go! Okay. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Wow. We wow. love him. Is he, on, it's uh, not is he a... on your honeymoon right now, or did you guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. No. In uh, England, we call them Tuesday-woozies. <laughs> Tuesdays for the... The Yankees. <clears throat> Amory, how did England react to the new Beatles song? You know, I, I'm not there yet, so I don't know. Huh. Mentally, you now, are. Now, m- people in my social media circles did not like the Beatles song. Well, they're not English, so what's the matter? I mean, you're the most English person there. You should subscribe to r slash England and just learn everything about England mm-hmm. and show up and be an expert when you get there. Yesterday, I was told... I should do a podcast in England that I teach people about being a Burkania and Albuquerque stuff. That's I don't like that idea. That's I don't really I like don't that idea because I don't no. think anyone will get it. Whose idea was that? I'm not going to tell you. Cut them out of your friend circle. A Burkania in England. Also, works. a lot of strangers. You experiencing their culture. You're yeah. aware a that a lot of strangers message me throughout the day on social media just because they Block listen em. to me on the radio. Block them. Block their numbers. I get that. Steve gets that all day in person. He doesn't even need the internet. Is that true, Steve? Not in England. You don't mess with the internet? It's not your thing? <clears throat> I try I try not to. <clears throat> Is it true the rumors are the rumors true? Is the cowboy Ray Birmingham joining us on the program today? That remains to be seen. What? Whoa, What's up? Whoa. What's the deal? He's I coming, love the yeah. teaser. Okay. So he's not here now, but he will be. And we're going to talk a lot of baseball. Yes, sir. Oh, God, we're going to have so much fun with that. Ray Birmingham, uh, hopefully here on the 4 o'clock hour. He's, uh, all joking aside, he's, he's wrapping up like a thing. So he'll, he'll make his way over whenever, whenever he comes over. No yeah. big deal. Cy and Sky are joining us. They got the new Lobo podcast. We'll have them on the program, Ooh, 6 o'clock hour. Exciting. We're going to talk to they. They're doing a fun thing over at the university. There's something so fun about, like, aspiring journalists before they lose their naivete. Sure. And realize... Um, it's it's a lot more sales and editing. Yeah, the, that's the whole life. The world hasn't beaten you down no. yet. You're still full of hope and aspiration. Correct. Yeah, 
You don't yeah. even have smile lines yet. No, and you realize yeah. the, the most significant story in the last 25 years of baseball was broke by a guy named John Boy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's when you realize what this industry really is. Not great. It's a, it's a weird one. I thought he was just a lip reader until he blew the lid <laughs> nice. on the Astros cheating scandal. That's a good job. Yeah. Good wordplay. You have good wordplay. I'm smart. Monday Night Football last night, not good. Not good at all. It is a uh, trend. It is, I was wrong on the winner, but I wasn't wrong on the performance. Uh, Herbert sucked. The Chargers are not good. And um, I can't remember a time I heard more people at a bar more times in a row say Dicker the kicker. That was the entire conversation all night long because it felt like a special teamy night between these two teams um, Chargers not good. Jets not good. Not a good game. I picked it wrong though. Chargers uh, victorious by a lot over the Jets, who who didn't bother to mess around on the offensive end of the field. Uh, yeah, Zach Wilson's not that guy. No. Hey, Justin Herbert also not that guy. Sixteen for thirty, one hundred thirty six yards, no tutties. They really didn't need to do anything. They still won twenty seven to six. And hold on. Jets went in with the better record. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, just right to now. be really clear. Yeah, to be very, very clear here. The Jets were on paper the better team entering that game and got demolished. Plus, <sighs> they had Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines. And the Jets have a good defense. <clears throat> Justin Herbert's performance isn't that big of a surprise. The Jets' defense is decent. It is so hard when broadcasting anything, but specifically football, it's so hard when there are no star players. Neither of these teams have star players. Hold on. Friend of the show, Austin Eckler, he's a dude. He did get two tutties. Yeah. I mean, they were both kind of cheesy, easy ones, but he Keenan, got them. Keenan Allen, fantasy superstar Keenan Allen, he's a dude. What did he Justin do? Justin Herbert just had to throw it away a lot last night because receivers were hardly open. There were 13 sacks in the game. That's a lot of sacks in an NFL game. That's a lot of sacks. It's more sacks than you'll find on Fifth Avenue. Ooh, there's only one there. Huh? There's only one. There's, there's multiple. Sacks Fifth Avenue is just one. No, there's, there's one Sacks Fifth Avenue, but there's multiple sacks on Fifth Avenue. That's why they pluralized it, Fred. <laughs> it's, I don't, it's S-A-K-S, Sacks. It's multiple Sacks. Close. That's a lot of Sacks. Yeah, I don't think that's correct. You're t- are you talking about Steve Sacks? I'm always talking about Steve <laughs> Sacks. Justin Herbert is a good quarterback. No, oh, no. Okay. God, stop it. Okay. You're propag- you Kool-Aid drinking. Back to the I'm not Kool-Aid. I don't like his coach at it's all. It's the coach's fault. What about his play? That's also not good. How do you feel about that? Is there a thing called an offensive line in front of him? Because why does he keep getting sacked? He took five of them. And he hasn't when, had an offensive line his whole career. And, and I learned from his Hard Knocks. receivers end up hurt every year, too. I learned from Hard Knocks that the Jets had the best defensive line. I heard. The, I learned. <laughs> yeah, they have a really Knox. good defensive line. That could have kept them in the game, but Zach Wilson can't do anything. And I don't know what Nathaniel Hackett is doing with well, his life. And on Justin the other Herbert, side of the ball, okay. Joey Bosa, Derwin James. Bofa. Like, There's a lot of... Good defensive players on the Chargers as well. You're just giving me a list of good players. Talk to me about how you lose a game by 21 points when you only give up 191 yards to joke Justin Herbert. Because that's really the story, right? Really the story is this is so bad. The, The failure at the quarterback position in the NFL right now is so significant that it's producing these nothing games. 
I mean, this ties into an ongoing trend that we've talked about a lot on this show. Penalties are down this year. They're letting the dudes play the game this year. Cowboy fan, shut up. All right, that's enough. I was just that's about enough. to say. That's enough. Before you even start yelling at your radio while you're driving around the beautiful streets of Albuquerque. And look, Justin Herbert's going to be fine because he's going to have legendary coach Bill Belichick at the helm next year because <laughs> there's no way they go with Staley for another year. Belichick's out at New England, and who would he rather have play quarterback than prettier, long-haired ear Tom Brady, Justin Herbert? Quarterbacking is so bad right now that next Sunday night, five days from now, we're going to watch Sunday Night Football where Zach Wilson will go up against Aiden O'Connell. Who? Yep. That is where the current state of the game is. The NFL has to start flexing out of these horrible matchups. They have to. The only reason the Jets are there is because of Aaron Rodgers. That's the only reason the Jets keep getting these primetime games is because they thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be there playing against sexy-ass Jimmy Garoppolo. Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo? Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo and his old wide receiver best friend buddy Devontae Adams? That's must-see TV. But Zach Wilson versus AOC is not must-see well, TV. And you know what we're doing, which is the idiot thing I always accuse everyone of? is we're talking like fans of the game. We shouldn't be doing that. We should be talking about the numbers. Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Raiders fan will tune in for the Raiders in primetime. New York audience will tune in for New York in primetime. This game will hit. And then stupid, zealot NFL fan will be like, Fred, I told you it doesn't matter. It's about the... No, it's about big markets. We're talking about the big markets. Well, I mean, to, to expound on that, it doesn't matter if it's hardcore Raiders fan versus New York media market. It's the only game on television. Football fan is going to watch whatever game's on television. Yeah, that's a good point. Even if you hold the opposing quarterback to under 150 total yards, they have zero tutties, under a 70 like passer rating, and still get blown out, they're still going to tune in and say it's a good game? Because that's what happened last night. Because we're watching it last night. And all I felt like we were watching is two different kickers for different teams jogging on and off the field. That's what I felt like we watched the whole night. And punters. And some punters. A lot of punters. <laughs> I just, I, I think I, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe when I think back to my, like, gigantic fandom of this league, it was just better. Oh, really, old man slow. I think yeah, so. On like, his what? front porch, rocking back and forth. No, I the think NFL's that's better now you. than it ever has been. <laughs> It's not the NBA. What's that, Amory? I'm sorry. No, I just I think it's you, by the way, that the NFL is still really good and the best it's ever been. I don't know you're it to be the best it's ever because been. Because your football team left. The What's my you grew fo- up in. Oh god well, no. But I, mm-hmm. I understand why you would say that. The I'm a really good I'm a really big fan of good products. And the NFL is the number one product in sports. No, I think it's the best presented. I don't think it's the number one product in sports. I think the number one product in sports is the NBA. I think the NBA is untouchable right now. As far as what? Presentation? Athleticism? No. I think the NFL has got them slightly. And I think and it's the obvious stuff, right? It's the cameras. It's the production value. It's the how well it's packaged in and out of breaks. It's, it's all those things. You watch it, and you're engaged the whole time. Now, you go to an NFL game, it's booty. Going to an NFL game is 
sitting next to people you don't want to be next to, spending money you didn't want to spend, to not be able to see it close and intimately as well as it's done on the TV. Uh, it's a good bucket list adventure for football fan to go to a live game. Yeah, everyone should. Everyone, I agree. Everyone, go to you. Go watch your favorite team tailgate with all of the fans. Get go that experience. It's an amazing experience. Yep. But watching the product on television versus live far you, superior. You've never been more correct. Yeah. Almost every sports product is better live, except the NFL. I agree. And the NBA is the one where they can't catch up. Like, there are such good players on the bench in the NBA, but the NBA has a what's – a, what's a good way – what's a good analogy for this? You can only feature so many guys to the audience. The audience can't learn 30 teams times 15 players, 350 players. The NBA fan base cannot do that. So they do what? They feature 35 guys. There's basically two guys on every team. It's basically. It's been a star league for decades. Yeah. And the NFL is trying to not do – the NFL is trying to tell me how significant, and no offense to, New York Jets defensive linemen. Like, they're – and I get it. They, they got 8-6. They were great. I, I won't remember their names next year. I won't remember them two years from now. Like, and, and I think that's the thing that's interesting about the NFL is you're the best at branding. You're the best at presentation. Just put that much effort that you're putting into those two things into creating a rule base or creating a talent base or creating a whatever base to put better play out there. There's nine backup quarterbacks starting in the NFL right now, and they're still going to do better numbers than any other sport. People are still going to watch, even if they're QB3. I don't care if it's DeVito or Josh Dobbs or whoever it may be. Now Carson Wentz is playing for the Rams. Uh, is the, People are still going to tune into it, though. That's how good they are. You're using a tone like you're opposing me, but you're saying the exact thing I'm saying. Like I agree completely. Yeah. Like yeah, they're gonna they're going to tune in because of how well the thing is put together. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the play on the field. What's the attendance like these days? I have no idea. I'd have to look because it feels like people want to go to games. You're saying better the, talent in general, though, Fred. I just maybe I misunderstood you. Uh, does the league need that? Yeah. No. I I just want to make sure I understood you. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, if the, if the machine that pushed how well it's, it's like been infused into the world, if they push that into creating talent, it would be a much better league. Because like, I watch some of these guys, that, and they don't do it out there on the field. The number, and I can't pull it up for you because I don't have it in front of me because I'm going off the top of my head. Yeah. But I don't feel like I see the number of first downs that I used to see in games. I don't feel like I – and maybe it's the struggle. You know, baseball's changed too. We try to hit a home run every time, right? You know, baseball's changed too for me. I'm an old man now. I used, I used to like hitting behind the runner. I used <laughs> to like putting guys on base. I used to like working a pitch count if you're the leadoff guy. Now the leadoff guy is Kyle Schwarber. Well, I mean, the Diamondbacks did make it to the World Series. Yeah. They play that style of baseball. And it hadn't been done since – rare. Correct. It hadn't been done since 15 with the Royals. To uh, – Go back to the Sunday night football viewership, even in a garbage game. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, last week's numbers aren't out yet. Two weeks ago, Bears Chargers got 15.72 million. Super good. Sunday night. Okay. Yes. World Series got 11 million in their best game. Right. They were averaging 9.5 million. The World Series <laughs> can't beat a crappy Sunday night football game. You got it. They got. They got to figure out like a development, or I think it's about rule changes. Like I think that. I think the and you can't really do it because the way buildings are built. But if you like 
expand the playing surface a little bit. Give these guys a chance to show their athleticism, to do these things. What is the field? 53 and a half uh, yards wide or whatever it is. If you were to make it, I don't know, 60, you know, give these guys some more room to move around and make some plays and do some stuff. There's, there's just adjustments that got to be made to where I'm not watching special teamers jog on and off the field every, uh, every fourth snap. Well, you're seeing a lot. I mean, <clears throat> league-wide yards is down. Scoring is down. And that's because penalties are down. There's less advancement offensively because they're calling less penalties. There's less freebies. This is the first year since, like, the early 2000s that they're, air quotes, letting the players play. That's what you're seeing right now in real time. Like, you're talking about the rules. The rules change every friggin' year in the NFL. Right. There's something new every year. There's a new penalty. There's a new way to call a penalty. There's a new way you can use your hands every single year. And you see that in baseball. In baseball, they make two rule changes. They introduce... They introduce a pitch clock, then they make the bases bigger, and the world catches on fire. The NFL has two or three different rule changes every single year, and no one bats an eye. Well, and maybe that's the conversation we need to have is, like, why aren't these defenses just backing down? You know, like, why are the best players now no longer trying to play quarterback? Why are they trying to play safety? You know, why are they trying to play corner? Why are they trying to play wide receiver? Like, there, I mean, there's a lot of incentives to do those things now financially sure. that weren't necessarily always there. Right. But not are your best athletes going to the quarterback position. Also, I will super subscribe to the idea that your best athletes are getting back into baseball. Your best athletes are getting into basketball. Your best athletes, yeah. football is not the sexy destination for youth athlete that the way it used to be. Baseball's on the rise. Basketball's on the rise. Soccer's on the rise. Soccer's on the rise in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Football took a hit with all the concussions, too, I think. Naturally. Yeah. <clears throat> Kids aren't going into it as much. Well, and, and I think par- <clears throat> parents who played football in the previous generation aren't letting their kids. Yeah. People who know the yeah. damage, people who've been in the trenches aren't letting their kids. Generationally, it's, it's squeezing down every generation, not just the talent you see on the field, but the amount of kids who start playing the sport. Football's going to be fine. No matter what. Well, and, and not necessarily is the value there either. Like, and we'll, you know, and I, we were not going to attack this, and we definitely won't here. But Caleb Williams, after his loss over the weekend, right? Like, like he has, like, an emotional, like, moment. And he is catching, like, vi- like people are vicious about It's not worth the reward. Like, the rub of trying to be the guy at this position at whatever level is not worth going being a, a relief pitcher for equal. Equal money, if you're, if you're quality enough to be a professional-level quarterback, in this scenario I'm saying you're quality enough to be a professional-level reliever in Major League Baseball. Yeah, go ask Jameis Winston what he would have rather done now that the chips are down. Go ask Kyler Murray what he'd rather do. Maybe Russell Wilson. Down. Yeah. Maybe Russell Wilson, yeah. All the flack he's getting for all the pressure in the world on his shoulders, being the quarterback, the Denver Broncos, and choking in an epic fashion. Don't you think he'd rather be playing corner outfield for the A's right now? Yeah, no pressure whatsoever. Let's go have fun with the boys. Our friend Ray Birmingham just walked in. Let's go. We'll go to break when we come back. Speaking of the man himself, talk a little bit about baseball. Let's do that. Let's talk about 
uh, you know, high school athletes and collegiate athletes and, and get into the world of collegiate baseball. And also, this is going to sound cliche, it opens up so many things for you outside of sports, the world of collegiate baseball. The brotherhood of collegiate baseball is the strongest brotherhood, I believe, of collegiate sports, and we'll get into that at length as well. It's Two Men On, live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Come hang out with your boys. We're here till 7, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Ray Birmingham joining us on the program. Let's go. <laughs> Skipper, welcome to the show. How are you, friend? Fantastic. Yeah? You celebrated a lot last week, huh? Big. You know, I got it was it was cool to watch. I went to the American League Championships and watched every game. Yep. And then uh, I came home, and I still could have gone to the World Series, but I had enough. I watch it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that like seeing... See one of your guys out there, and, and uh, Mitch Garver, obviously, we're talking about, you know, just a guy you're really familiar with. Seeing him at the plate or seeing him, like, like, are you able to watch the game in its entirety? Do you feel like you're sucked into the individuals, you know, on the playing surface? Like, what is it like for you as a viewer? For me personally, I, like, if I got to go to the bathroom, I hold it if Mitch is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else coming up, I'm gone. That's too fun. That's too fun. Uh, take us to that moment where – you saw the last pitch. They rushed the field and started celebrating. I mean, did you feel like you were there through him? I did get nervous. Yeah, yeah. I did. It's like a special thing, too, because, you know, I'm fortunate to know a couple guys that have done some professional things really well. And, you know, you, you had your part in their life. You know, the, the, the part of their journey they're on, you were, you were a part in getting them there. Like, do you reflect back to that, with, like, with Mitch and, and some of the other guys that, you know, had success through knowing you? Do you think back to, like, how instrumental you were to the symphony they're playing now? I don't – you know, you, as a coach, you try to help every one of them. Yeah. And and I remember with Mitch, um, I go, what do you want to do, Mitch, in, with your life? He, I want to be a chiropractor. His wife that he – his wife. Yeah. They were sweethearts from eighth grade. Oh, my oh, God. that's beautiful. Let's go. It is. It is. Um, and so, you know, I was part of their engagement process. They coach can, we're going to go out in the dark at the baseball field. And then when, when I get her near home plate, can you flip on the lights and I'll propose? Stop. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So that happened. And so the journey I've watched him through the journey, I don't get involved with him or call him and say, Hey, your swing looks bad. Or, yeah. you know, you need an agent or you need to move position. I right. I don't do that's their life. You just call him and say, hey, get your neck popped and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> just figure it out. I, 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 you know, I just – they do they do a lot of community service for me, sign some things yeah. that I can do, children's cancer or ALS, and they're always gracious about that. But, you know, I remember when he came to play Lobo baseball, we had an All-American catcher named Rafael Neda. And he knew his – he just settled into being back there and starry-eyed and all that. So I noticed that he was kind of sinking back too much. Like, I need you to try to fight and take his job over. Right. Um, and he was a junior, and Mitch was a freshman. And I go, he's not going to play in the big leagues. You are. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. And um, played out. You know, and I remember when he got nominated for Johnny Bench Award. And the first year, I said, well, this is awesome. He's in the top three. We go to Wichita. We honor all three of them. Walk him around town, have baseball camps at a big banquet. And he doesn't get it. The other guy got it. Yeah. The guy from the SEC, from Florida. Sure. And he's a great catcher. <clears throat> okay, he should have. I got it. Mitch can out hit him any day of the week, but he's a great catcher. 
and Johnny Bench is there, and Tommy Lasorda is there. Oh, great. Big-name guys are there. So the next year he gets the same thing, his senior year. And he's got to get it. And I'm sitting at the front table. They announce the guy from Mississippi gets it. And I get up and walk out. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I am smoking hot. Yeah. It's because we're Mountain West Air SEC. I know what's going on here. Sure. So I tell Johnny Bench, and Johnny Bench goes, well, you know, Bob, he's pretty good. I go, they both went to the – both those catchers, Mitch and that kid, went to the Twins. And Mitch went by him like a comet. Yeah. And – and then all of a sudden, Mitch and John, and I asked Mitch about it. Mitch said, yeah, he kind of apologized later on. <laughs> so I've watched all this journey. You, you've had no shortage of great athletes playing for you throughout the years. What set Mitch Garver apart from these other guys, whether it's on the field or personality or something he had in him? I've been lucky. I've been lucky to be around a bunch of great kids. And, you know, Brendan Donnelly from Sandia. Sure. Mm-hmm. World Series winner um, with the Angels. And then Amando Manza's on the Marlins the next year. They win the World Series. So I've had kids there before, and I've had over 200 kids in Pro Bowl. But watching the journey, and you see that one's going to make it, and that's not, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's hustle. It's, it's talent to a degree. Sure. And, and it's uh, luck. I mean, think about it. Think about how much you're being at the right place at the right time. Um, it, it's all, it's a combination of all those things, like a business. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Birmingham joining us on the program. We're live at the Albuquerque Duke store. Thank you to Steve Palmasano for hosting us and setting it up. Uh, you guys have had a rich relationship for a lot of years. And if yeah. it's, if it's not banquets or if it's not, you were talking about community efforts, um, those friendships off the field, right? Those, the way that baseball, uh, just draws people in and develops better communities. And you were talking about some of the stuff Mitch does. By the way, he's got to change his signature now to World Series champion, yep. which is a, which is a really nice. It was thing. Silver Slugger. Yeah, <laughs> just one better, one which better. Is, yeah. uh, talk a little bit about the community that surrounds baseball here in New Mexico. Talk a little bit about from every level of development to the university level and now the pro level with some of the big names we have here. Talk about that fellowship for us. You know what? I've, I've always thought that, and there's a bunch of old coaches that were here developing. Sure. Jimmy Johns, Ron Murphy, um, Bob Ogus in Las Cruces, um, Tommy Forney in Carlsbad. Hey, that's my guy right there. He's a dude, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I still tell you in touch with all these guys. Please name my friend Shannon Hunt. I love Shannon Hunt so much. And Shannon Hunt. He's been around this area. Yep. Um, So those are the things that those people want New Mexico kids. They believe in New Mexico kids. They nurture New Mexico kids. And, And I think... Just in the recent last 13 years, or a little bit, maybe a little bit longer than that, we've really started paying attention to them. Sure. Where the the UNM baseball field's better, the New Mexico State's baseball field, New Mexico Junior College's field is elite. Right. Um, and uh, the complex out on the hill. I mean, it wasn't that long ago we had a, a, a big national tournament. Uh, it was Don Mattingly in town. They were having to bounce around to baseball fields behind high schools to right. play. And that's not us. And so we've nurtured them. Cody Ross was MVP of the National League Series not too long ago. Well, it maybe is 10 years now, but <laughs> it flies, doesn't it? It flies, yeah. man. But Dwayne Ward from Farmington being on the being on the Blue Jays when they won the World Series. So there's New Mexico kids have been in this spot before. And I'm and I've known them most of them 
and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that because these kids dedicated. They had some talent, but there's been a lot of kids have talent, but they dedicated themselves to a goal and stayed through it even if they got knocked down. And Mitch has been knocked down. What is it about, like, small-town New Mexico guys that gives them that extra leg up on some people, like some big city athletes or some kids? I think it's the fact that they have a chip on their shoulder because those big city kids get a lot of accolades early and a lot of video and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, this guy's the next blah, blah, blah. And they want to make it. They know they can. There's some times when they get knocked down. Mitch, Donnelly. Donnelly didn't get to the big leagues until he was 30. Until mm. he was 30. Right. He had a nine-year big league career. Won game six of the World Series and won the All-Star game the next year. And Mitch's story's the same way. I mean, he's <clears throat> he's gone through I don't know how many surgeries, how many concussions. Yeah, countless. Yeah. And he's on the Twins. He's a Silver Slugger Award winner on the Twins. That's big. He can hit homers. And I'm like, Mitch, go play left field, man. You're a good athlete. Play first base. He wants to catch. There's sure. a different mindset in catchers. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's yeah. Bruce Bochy understands that. A hundred percent. Watch does. him walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you pay back there, baby. Ray Berman joining us on the program. We're talking a little bit about baseball. We're talking about the culture of baseball in New Mexico. Uh gotta mention the Connie Mac, right? Yeah. The, I mean Farmington comes alive once a year and it is it's got eyes from all over the country and and just a lot of really good New Mexico representation. Do you get out to the Connie Mac? you ever take the time out there? Oh, I've been there a bunch of times. Right. And the, My son played in it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's a, it, what words would you use to describe how special of an experience that is for a New Mexican that maybe hasn't taken the time to get out there for that? You have to go. You do. You have to go on the opening night. Yeah. Opening night. When the when Farmington Steve, team plays. Yeah. And when Steve Stucker is doing the prayer for everyone. and you just, I got goosebumps even talking about it. You know, and, yeah. and all these kids come together. The parade. And, oh, it's so special. Yeah. It, they, live with, they live with people in town. They don't stay in a hotel. That's awesome. They're adopted. I mean, there's people in town that King Griffey Jr. slept. Yeah, he slept in that bed right there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of laughs. You got one more in you? We got to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about. Major League Baseball, the state of baseball. Well, I want to talk about athletes specifically. You coach basketball. You did some other things, too. I kind of want to talk about mindset mentality because in our opening segment, we don't think the best athletes are going to the NFL currently. We think the best athletes are playing other sports, and I want to get your opinion on that whenever we come back. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Joining, joining us on the program, Tom Forney enthusiast, Ray Birmingham. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Go Cavemen. Hey, there's no bigger Tom Forney homer than one Van Nunley right here. I got stories about Tom that I can tell for hours and more that I can't tell on air. Join the club, baby. <laughs> Talk a little bit about baseball, the culture surrounding baseball. You coached basketball for a while, huh? I did. How was that? That was fun. Yeah. Avery Johnson was there the year before I started coaching. I was the sports information director. And Avery told me he was going to go play the NBA. Yeah, right. He was yeah. a little guy. Go get him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up doing all right. Ended yeah. up doing all right. Yeah. Co- obviously, coached all over the state. Uh, a lot of time here at UNM. Still doing much stuff with UNM. Yeah, yeah. They I hustle money for them. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's all you we can. Got, we got the money for the stadium press box and the elevator, and we got to get a little bit more to with softball, and we'll be good to go. Steve, what's up? You got like specialty hats or anything? What are we doing to help? He will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll have commemorative hats. I'll buy one. What's up? Hey, I'll tell you what. He helped me immensely on Jackie Robinson Day. Yeah? And it really was an emotional day for our kids. Tell me. That was awesome. Wear it out. Tell me. 
Oh, we just did a special jersey that we did. Coach designed. And Everybody had Robinson on their nameplate. Oh, yeah. cool. Yep. And we had Robinson number. Yeah. And, um, I mean, my kids started tearing up and crying. Nobody had ever done it before. Yeah. yeah oh, it how cool. special. And they got to keep them all. And it was, yeah, it was it, theirs. Yeah. Oh, how great. Probably yeah. broke a rule. I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many rules. I can even, with NIL now and everything, I have no idea what's fair game. Like, if a coach gives it to you, it's wrong. But if a if somebody who owns a business gives it to you, it's okay. And I'm like, I no idea. Here's what I here's what I know. When I worked at the university, I couldn't buy lunch for anyone. I knew that for a fact, and I don't know why. I well, the Bible's pretty thick, and it was five. The NCAA books are five <laughs> times thicker. <laughs> <than that. laughs> Ray Birmingham joining us. Uh, before you got here, maybe you're listening to the drive over, maybe you weren't. We were talking about lackluster quarterback play at the professional level, right? We're talking about the NFL, and I have this belief. You tell me if I'm wrong, coach. I have this belief that the best athletes aren't trying to be football players. They're trying to play baseball again. They're trying to play basketball again. Do you feel like you see three-sport athletes leaning towards athletics that aren't football when it comes time for the collegiate level? Um, it's starting down on the lower levels. Yeah. But I just left to watch my grandson play in Prosper, Texas, and it ain't no joke, football. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, just, I think it's the parts of the country. But I think now football with, I mean, how many injuries do you get? How yeah. many surgeries do you yeah. get? They're even happening unbelievable in high school. How many concussions do you get? You know, you can't make anything. Kids are bigger, faster, and stronger than ever, than ever. I mean, defensive linemen are running down running backs now. Sure. And they're big boys. Like yeah. it's, it's huge. It's no joke. Everyone looks like Bo now. And it's physically turning into a, a a painful game, a really, really, really painful game. Yeah. Not kind of, but serious stuff. Ray Birmingham joining us on the program. We're talking a lot about, obviously, Major League Baseball, Mitch Garver. You say you shot him a text after the World Series. Yep. Okay, did he leave it on red, or did he at least say <laughs> thank you? Oh, like, no, yeah, he responded. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, Can you believe it? <laughs> thanks for taking the time. That's awesome. The, what did? I'm World Series champ, Coach. Can you believe it? I go, yeah, buddy. Awesome. So, could he always hit? Or? Yeah, he could hit at La Cueva. He came to he, when he came he, when he came to um, us. He he. They all have length in their swings, and they all move their head. And until the pitching gets really good, you don't realize it. Sure, mm-hmm. and, sure. And and um, so he kind of struggled a little bit. And it, it, and confidence is something that that he has to continually give himself. But he's a grinder, man. He's a grinder. So we allowed him to get that confidence. I'd spend time with him after a game. If he would he would go to the plate and struggle at the plate, and he'd come to me, and i go, yeah. We'd go to the cages right after the game, and we'd, had, we'd been there six hours, and we did another three in the cages. And mainly we're just doing mental work, just like you can do this. Yeah. Well, in, when you talk about that mental, is it always the same approach with with your individual athletes or just using Mitch as an example? Would you have to throw something crazy out there? Is there uh, a he, let's distract you, let's throw you off? That you got to know the kid. Yeah. You got to know the kid. You got to know something about him. You got to get in his soul and talk to him. And then once you know him, you you know where the issues are. You can see it's not always mechanics. Right. It's mental a lot. And, um, and so each kid's different. And you're right. You can't cookie cutter anything. No, no. It, it's all different. And so he took off his. He captained Austin House to a championship, 
in the tournament in 11, and by 12 he took off. Confidence had happened. Yeah. And now he has lights out year, MVP of the Mountain West, co-MVP with D.J. Peterson. Pretty good name. Pretty good name right there. Yeah, and so um, they didn't draft him. I go, how do you not draft the MVP of the Mountain West? Because they thought it was a glitch on the radar. Mm. Hmm. This can't be real. This kid didn't do things like this before. So he repeated it. Johnny Bench Ward, now he's run, Now he did it. He repeated it. When he repeated it, they go, okay, it's happened twice now. Let's go. I'm going to pivot to the, the actual sport of baseball itself because when you're talking baseball to me and Fred, you're preaching to the choir. We're both just the biggest baseball dorks on the planet. You're not like, dorks. What, what is it? <laughs> Cut that off. What, we need that. Uh, yeah, save that one. That's our next commercial. <laughs> what, what is it about the game? that attracted it to you? Because I go into the ballpark. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. Like, what is it about the game of baseball that attracted you to it so much and what kept you going throughout the years? Uh, my dad my dad was committed to baseball in, in Hobbs, New Mexico, which is not a baseball town at the time. And he took me to a ballpark. He would take me. We had a, we had a minor league team when I was six and seven. Oh, wow. And I think it, it ended when I was seven. And we'd take me to see the Hobbs Pirates play. And there was a league down there um, There was a Class D. And I would go to the ballpark. And, you know, nobody's there. There's like 40 people there. Right. And I'd sit behind the dugout and see the guys. And he just he bathed me in it. And then a guy named Gene Michael gave me his broken bat. I don't know how he broke one. He never hit a ball. No, hey, stop. Oh. He, batted, he batted like 170. <laughs> but he could really pick it. You know who Gene Michael was? Mm-mm. He ended up being shortstop for the Yankees. Then president of the Yankees, manager for the Yankees, blah blah blah. blah. Pretty good little career. Okay, he did. Yeah, I still got the bat. So that happened for me, and I was basketball, football town, and I love baseball. Yeah, yeah. University of the, or College of the Southwest is is a fun school. Sure. And you you coach there? Is that right? I took over after they had a they had a inaugural year that was just a wreck. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they they still just they do awesome stuff even till today. You know, they they give a lot of kids opportunity to do stuff down there. So they move it forward. Yeah, yeah. We used to be in it, it used to be NAIA in the league with DBU mm-hmm. and uh, Grand Canyon. So we were involved with those guys, and so we were traveling around the country. You know, we didn't have anything. I I bought a, a yellow dog bus at Hobbs Public Schools on the side of it. And drove it to Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, so sweet, Denver, <laughs> Phoenix. You know, trying to tune we, in AM radio. And back in those days, you could play seventy-five to hundred games. Yeah, so we just played. We were playing the best. We played. We played. Uh, Forty of our games were division against Division One schools. How many did you win? Five. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Birmingham with us. We are up against the break with this. And we finished 30, 35 and 35. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, better than 30 and 40. But we didn't so, care, you know. Yeah. I mean, those are the moments in time. Those things, like Mitch in the World Series. Yeah. Everything and, else is a race. Well, and, and, you know, it's obviously we're talking about Mitch Garber, World Series champion. We're talking about your relationship with him. You have, I have no doubt in my mind, we didn't talk about this before him, Equally strong relationships with players or contributors to those teams from those years ago. And that Van Nunley and Tom Forney. You know, like those relationships never go away. No. And that's it's just an incredible dynamic, I think. It, it, it's something that it, sports is supposed to teach you so many things. And I think sports at one time, at least in my time, 
And Tommy did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tommy would make you run the hill behind the school. Yep, absolutely. I ran C Hill multiple times. And it wasn't easy. No, it was not. No, and you had a time to beat. Yep. C stands yeah. for Caveman Hell, just so everyone yes. knows. Yes. Caveman <laughs> Hell. Yeah. It was called other things on the, the time. <laughs> you know it was. I mean, I used to run them from Lovington to Hobbs. You know, <sighs> but that, that adversity in just that running alone. Yeah. And kids learn to fight through adversity. Hey, no, we, we, we lost a lot of good baseball players on that hill. <laughs> a lot. He burned out a lot of guys who couldn't hack it. Because that's you want, because yeah. when you go to war, battle, game, you know, that's the way we used to feel about it, mm-hmm. is that we wanted somebody who would fight through the hard times. Great, Bernie. We could do this all day, but we can't because you can't. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us today, talking a little bit about Mitch Garver, talking a little bit about baseball. We, I, Sometimes I feel fall through spring or just NFL all the time. So this is this – Yeah, is, I the, mean, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of good baseball players in this town. Yeah. And there's still a lot coming up. Sure. A lot of – Great coaches have coached in this state. Love everything about it. Yeah. Ray Birmingham, thank you so much. Steve, thanks for setting this up, brother. Hey, no problem. God, how fortunate I love hanging are. out with you guys. I can listen to this. Have me on day. again, man. Hey, when, hey, whenever you're ready, we're, we're here. Yes. The I'll, winter yeah. meetings, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Mitch is still a ranger. I hope they pay him what he's worth. And I hope hey, he has a happy ending. To his timing is fantastic. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, it sure <laughs> thank is. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. You know, his <laughs> wife's pregnant. Oh, I did not. Congratulations All to the right. Guardians. I think she needs an MVP. She's been traveling the country, getting on planes, pregnant with a two-year-old and a baby stroller. That's that's Hall of Fame stuff, baby. And then, <laughs> and then Mitch is able to punch in, like, strong enough for get, just to hit the World Series RBI, like the game winner, like in the deciding game. To, to, so special. So Amazing. fun. Here's another thing real quick. Yeah. So while he's playing, Mitch was really good at taking the curveball the other way. And, you know, he got a dose of curveballs and breaking balls yep. at the end there. And, uh, yeah, I got phone calls. What's going on? Yeah. I go, that ain't the same curveball you guys throw. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Birmingham, thank you so much, brother. Whenever we get back, we wrap up the 5 o'clock hour, one hour away from a couple special guests. Obviously, we'll recap the NFL from over the weekend. Also, the New Mexico Lobos have made a coaching change with the football team. We'll talk about what's going on with they. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. <laughs> Wrapping up the 5 o'clock hour here at the Albuquerque Duke store. <laughs> and um, Ray Birmingham was with us during the last two segments big thank you to him by the way he's absolutely storyteller so as he knows we're coming back from break he's getting ready to walk out the front door of the albuquerque duke store the intersection of carlisle and central you, you guys know where it's at the knob hill shopping complex so right as i go to bring us back from the break he goes hey i think the wizard ozzy smith is out there and i go what <laughs> I go messing with me I'm trying to come back from break it wasn't a bad doppelganger that's for sure no it was Kind of close. Steve Palmasano rejoining us. That was fun. How many times do you do you ever hear the same story twice from mm. Ray? If I ask to hear it, a lot of times I do because they're great stories. Good storyteller. Yeah, he's good. I could talk to him all day too. Could I easily be convinced to give up radio and pro wrestling to travel the great state of New Mexico with Ray Birmingham, learn all the baseball stories of small-town New Mexico, kind of like categorize them into a podcast and then a book series and sell it for profit? Yes. I would throw my life away yes, to I do could. that with Cowboy Ray. A hundred percent. thing I would do. Hey, guys, we're sitting down with Cowboy Ray and uh, Tom Forney, and I'm going to shut up for three hours. 
This is yeah. Van Dunley. <laughs> we got to grab one when we get back. Lots of NFL talk. That suggestion I made yesterday on the program, by the way, pre-recorded, by the way, before it happened, by the way, it did happen, that coaching change at the University of New Mexico, as far as special teams goes, we will get to that. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Hey! Sports animal.